0: the after nine podcast studios this, this is the award-winning after nine with
1: scott and cat powered by tony Johal, broker at remax twin city your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it hey now happy wednesday happy hump day happy wines day and happy whatever you're celebrating today how are you good well i don't know I yeah yeah okay so I don't know. I'm gonna tell you something it has anymore. been an absolutely bizarre 24 hours like a total emotional roller coaster it's time to start asking the question what the hell is going on here So first off just breaking this morning, QP, the union that represents education support workers here in Ontario has announced that for the second time this month, they're walking off the job. They serve five days notice today. They say negotiations have not produced a deal and they're not going to have it anymore. So they're going to walk. So my question is, what is that going to look like? Because when they walked the first time two weeks ago, schools were getting shut down. Boards said they were incapable of functioning, yet the ministry wanted them to stay open. Parents had to scramble. Are we really going to do that all over again this time?
0: Is the gov- Has the government said anything as we record this podcast, of course? Uh, are they speaking?
1: No, nothing so far. Okay. I, I'm sure at some point today we'll hear from the Premier or Minister Lecce, but something's got to get done here. This cannot go down like this. And I'm not saying give the union whatever they want. I'm not saying that the, the government is being unreasonable. I don't care. I just don't want parents to have to go through this mm-hmm. shit again in the year when we were promised a disrupted school year or a what was it? A non-disrupted school year. It was going to be a normal year. Now there's two strikes in one month that's going to affect some students and it can't go down like this. Mm -hmm. They've got to figure out a way to avoid this. And the government, hey, I've been pretty clear on this. They were ridiculous when they put the notwithstanding clause in originally. Ironically, maybe that could have been helpful at the end of the process, Mm -hmm. which I feel like we're at. It's either going to be a deal or a long, prolonged strike until a mediator comes in, or until a judge gets involved in this. Now the conversation's going to start again. Haven't heard it yet, but you know it's going to start. What can Doug do? Well, he could make education essential, and that would also take away their right to strike, but given that he played the notwithstanding card two weeks ago, and then had to repeal it, I don't know if he's going to do that. So I have a feeling parents and students are going to get the shit end of the stick once again.
0: Yeah, it sucks. It's not, it's not good. I mean, none of us signed up for this. I, 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 what do you say? Like, it sucks. It sucks. I'm not happy. Uh,
1: were you okay yesterday, by the way, with uh, the government not wearing masks at Queen's Park? Because I know the opposition tried to make it a huge deal. Uh, then the health minister came out afterwards and said, hey, listen, it's a personal choice and people should not be passing judgment on those who do or don't wear a mask.
0: Yeah, yeah no, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. I don't know why don't, this is a news I yeah. story. I mean, well, recommended, though, mandated, there's a difference. you know. what they do. The opposition, quote unquote, no matter what way you stand, is always going to shit on the other people. It doesn't well, matter. It well, could have been about this or any other. Or they ordered Subway subs for lunch and they should have ordered this. Like, fuck, they have a complaint about everything. All
1: well, of them. One of the things that bothers me the most about this is... It's so theater. It's just for show. Uh, All the opposition parties had their masks on yesterday, and I'm sure they were not on until the second they walked into the room where the TV cameras are. And I'm sure that they came right back off again as soon as they were done in the room where the TV cameras are. Are all these liberal and new Democrat MPs wearing masks? I don't think so. It's all bullshit. It's all for TV, and it's all just because of politics. It has nothing to do with public health at this moment. It really doesn't. Not for most of them anyway. They're just trying to score points. It doesn't matter who does and doesn't wear a mask. It's not mandated. It's a personal choice. And if people don't want to wear them, they've made a choice. That's all there is to it. Yesterday, Russia fired a missile into Poland. Well, Jesus. I almost... (laughs) Mm. I, I was half asleep on the couch. And then I saw that headline come in. And I thought, oh, shit, this is World War III. Now they just attacked a NATO country. But since then, a lot's happened. Now they're saying it was a Russian-made missile that landed in Poland and killed two people in Poland. But they're saying it wasn't the Russians that fired it, it was the Ukrainians that fired it. Do you buy that? Because that doesn't seem legit to me. It makes perfect sense that when Russia was launching the biggest barrage of missile attacks since this invasion began, yeah, one of them might have gone astray and landed in Poland. It does not make sense that the Ukrainians had a Russian missile trying to shoot down another Russian missile and accidentally fired into Poland. That doesn't make sense, but I have a feeling everybody's trying to pour cold water on this because they don't want World War III. And I don't know if we'll ever get the full story. And finally, the last reason that we are living in bizarro world for the last 24 hours is this. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. Trump reminds me of? I I thought there was going to be more speaking. I didn't realize it would be that ovation that long. You, You know what Trump reminds me of? He reminds me of Tom Brady. Tom Brady could have gone out without a single blemish on his record. He could have gone out as a Super Bowl winner and gone back to his beautiful family and his supermodel wife and his great home, retiring as one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. But then he decided to play again, and it's just getting kind of sad. And I feel like that's what's going on with Trump. Not to say that he was the GOAT. You can feel however you want to feel about Trump. But him taking a third run at the White House just seems sad. You know how sad it is? His own daughter, Ivanka, said she's sitting out this campaign. She's not even involved.
0: Honestly, though, what's the likelihood? Because he's got to, so he has to win the uh, Republican nomination. What's the likelihood that even happens?
1: Well, it depends who he runs against. Donald Trump has been really good at intimidating other people that could beat him out of the race. He did it to many, many, many people that were running to be president. And he, he was like a bull in a china shop. He walked in and he got all kinds of attention and headlines and he was bold and brass. And he got that nomination. Good for him. And he had the nomination for the second run and he lost. Now he's going to do a third run, and I'm not even sure if he's going to get the nomination. And that's a shitty way for a former president to go out, like him or not. He might not even get the nomination. It seems to me that most Republicans would like Ron DeSantis in Florida to run, and he's a perfectly reasonable guy. He's got some controversial opinions, but at least he's fairly presidential. He's got a fairly calm demeanor. Trump. I don't know if people are ready for that kind of drama again. I think they're going to see all the, the shit that starts to happen with the Trump campaign and say, I don't want to go back down this road again. There's the diehards that are going to fight for it. But by and large, I think this is going to be a drubbing cat. It's not even going to be close if he runs against certain people that could beat him. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we got the Grammy nominations yesterday.
0: Yeah, indeed we did. What'd you think? Um, okay, so overall, I mean when it comes to the Grammys, yes, it gets talked about a lot. Yes, that's the most prestigious award that you can win in the music recording industry. We all know that. That's true. There's not there's no there's no fighting that.
1: They've made themselves the gold standard.
0: But there's throughout the years been some very interesting uh revelations. And so now for me, there's always a bit of an asterisk on the Grammys, to be honest with you. What the weekend had to say that year that he did the Super Bowl was something that we should all think about if we do look at the Grammys to think about the best artists out there. He refused, or was not able to, I should say, perform at the Grammys that year. You might remember because of the Super Bowl suddenly he had zero nominations. And one of the best-selling, I think, if not the best-selling albums of that year.
1: And totally critically acclaimed. People loved it.
0: Previous to this, we heard several um, artists come out and say that it's corrupt without maybe using those words. That's my own words because I think of it as a kind of corrupt situation if you're not going to give someone nominations based on whether they do or do not attend your event or perform at it. Drake was under the same kind of... uh, Gave us the same impression earlier, so he refuses to submit his music and has for several years now. The weekend has now joined him on that. Those are just two of several artists who have decided to do this. So, all of that said, um, I like the Grammys for me are like okay, I'll talk about it, and will I watch some of the show? Probably. Do I think this is this does tell you exactly who the best of the best is? No. Uh, this year, not surprising to me, I think that Beyonce got so many awards at all. I uh, really, I mean, my opinion, it was a good album. I liked it. Uh, she's now tied, by the way, with her husband of all people, Jay-Z, for the most Grammy nominations of all time. So they're both equal goats, 88 apiece in total after this year's nominations. A lot of good artists to get nominated though. I mean, I don't hate it. I don't hate it that, I mean, I know Adele is one of those people. Yeah, she's probably automatically going to get nominated anytime she puts anything out. Um, Harry Styles had several nominations. Lizzo is just killing it, had several nominations too. So lots of artists in there that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, there were... I don't know, for some people, some snubs here and there. I don't think it's anything too, like, shocking at this point. But, yeah, for me, the Grammys, couple things on them. Number one, they've got that asterisk. And number two, uh, every time I watch it, usually it's, Mm, I don't know if I actually like would go along with what they believe or what the Academy believes was the best of the best that year.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we're just playing it safe or just trying to not even pretend that it's a legitimate competition or award show anymore and they really just want the ratings. But people do like Grammys because it's the gold standard, like we said. I feel like there's a lot of singers who just coast by on their previous work and on their name and reputation, Beyonce is a great example. Now, we could both listen to the same album and have two totally different takes on it, and that's probably what happened here. You listened to Renaissance and thought you liked it. Is it yeah. her best album, do you think?
0: Um, I don't know about that. It's a different album for Beyonce. That's kind of what I liked. Uh, there's certain things that I expected from Beyonce when she put out Renaissance, that dancey, um Angle I loved it. I thought it I thought it was really good. I that was kind of like the album of the summer for me personally.
1: And see I heard it and thought this is nothing like I wanted from Beyonce. It was like she was trying to switch up the popular genre and make 80s house music popular again. Oh, I loved it. Especially with Break My Soul. Uh, I I didn't think it was great. I certainly don't think it's worth 9 Grammy nominations, but she's Beyonce. And at the end of the day, whether it comes to uh uh, being promoted on spotify or awards that get given out or radio airplay there's certain artists who are going to mm-hmm. get it without working for it
0: absolutely there is they're yep, going to get it just it.
1: because of their name yep. and the beyonce thing i frankly i don't understand how they can justify giving her nine nominations for that hot it, it wasn't terrible but it certainly wasn't a great I album mean, it's
0: not your style like it's not your style you know? do you listen to that genre ever like, of course, you're going to say that if it was um, Brandy Carlisle that had the most who did have a lot for me, I'd say the same thing. Like, but it's not for me. It doesn't mean it's not the best in those categories for other reasons, not just because it's not to your taste.
1: I would venture a guess that if any other singer on earth put out the exact same album, it would be a flop.
0: Oh, it would not get as many listens. Like it only got a, attention because it's Beyonce. Oh, right? without a doubt. And it's been a while since she'd released anything. I mean, you and I have had that discussion. and We've heard some real garbage. There's, there are those particular artists. And, you know, we don't we don't pretend on the radio. If, if we play a song and, and I think of a couple artists right away, and I, I feel bad because they have had some hits. But I think about artists like Katy Perry, um, like Iggy Azalea, who are coming out of a very hot album, and it's like, oh shit, everybody stop what you're doing because they've come out with a new song. And then we play the song, and we go like, pretty girls, Iggy and, and Britney, and go, oh yeah, what the fuck was that? Uh huh. Katy Perry's had a couple of those too, where we're going, this can't, we can't. If this was any other artist, like you mentioned, if this was any other artist. Our music department would not even get through the first 30 seconds without saying no. Yep. No, it's not for us.
1: If they even listened to it. If they
0: even listened to it. But did they not earn that? I mean, I I do question, did they not earn their way to that? Did Beyonce not put out so many hits? And when you look at her, the amount of awards that she's won and her Billboard hits and them going to number one, whether it's on Spotify or Billboard or anything, a radio play, did she not earn her way to have people... Pay attention. I mean, Adele's another one that you could argue with that too. Yeah, this she new album her for way. hers wasn't great either. She earned her way there though. And she, by the way, is on one of the most nominated lists. She does not have as much as Beyonce. She's got the most. I believe Adele has like six, something like that. Don't quote me on it. Something around there. Same as uh, whatever Harry Styles. Oh no, Adele and Brandi Carlisle are tied. That's who it is. Um, anyway, whatever. Adele's one of those artists. Adele puts out a song, is probably going to get a Grammy on. If it was a different artist, would it get as much traction? Because it's Adele, but she did work to get that audience, to get those follows, to get those people paying attention. So one would argue whether they've earned that. And then maybe it is garbage and nobody does anything with it. And we've seen that before too. Like a a good example, sorry Iggy, but a good example would be Iggy Azalea.
1: She's a great example.
0: Because that's... that. Track was so hot and still is used. People still use Fancy in their commercial, right? I mean, it's just such a good song. And then you put out something next and maybe it's other things that she said and done throughout the time. We all know the history of Iggy Azalea, but still, you know, then you get that and you go, oh, well, I think that might've been it for you. That's how like One Hit Wonders start, I suppose. But we're not talking about One Hit Wonders. We're talking about people like Beyonce.
1: So could you, because I understand what you're saying. They've had, uh, they've worked hard in the past. They've built up an audience. And even if they put out a, An absolute pile of dog shit. People are going to like it because of their past work. Or at least listen to it. At least give it some listens. Totally understand that. Would the same apply in, say, restaurants? I could go and have the steak of a lifetime at uh, the keg, and it was just so good. I could go in there again and just have an awful experience. Then I've got a choice to make. Do I go back because the first one I had was so good? Or do I say, not? Nah, they've gone downhill and move on? I don't know. Maybe it's different for different people. I just, I saw those Grammy nominations. And no doubt, Beyonce deserves nominations. To be leading, to get that many, just seemed a little overly hyped up for me. I mean, that album was uh, nearest I can tell. Not one of her best. But I do want to move on because the annual Singles in America report is out, cat.
0: Singles in America report. Is this something that gets mailed out to all singles? Like, what is this, a mailing list?
1: No, it's a a big, massive thing that they do every single year. And you can go to singlesinamerica.com if you'd like to ever participate in this survey. Okay. But they collect the numbers over many, many, many months, and then they come out with the state of the date this year.
0: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. $12 for your dating app subscription, an average of 40 bucks a month for new clothes, an average of 40 bucks a month on your appearance and grooming, and about 40 bucks on actual in-person dating activities. That's
0: bullshit. $40 on in-person dating? The bill that you get at a restaurant is going to Hit $130. I don't Uh believe that for a single second. $40. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people are just going out to get buying two movie tickets and that's it. They're going to go eat. They're probably maybe they're going to do more than one activity. I don't I don't buy that and gas money and all of the things that go along with it.
1: I agree with you, but they are saying that casual first dates are the way to go. 85% 85% now prefer a casual date like a coffee yeah. as opposed to something over yeah. a nice dinner. Yeah. So on the average, maybe that might come sure. closer to working out.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And I, I do encourage, I mean, I would encourage that, I think, especially if you don't know the person very well. Go small. Don't go big first. Go small. Go somewhere, like a, get a coffee. And then, if, and then if you're really feeling it, let's go somewhere else. Let's go for dinner. Let's go see a movie. Let's go do this. But then that way you just get the heck out after that cup of coffee. You could drink that coffee real fast and be like, I got to go if it's going bad.
1: See, and that's funny because my first date with my girlfriend was over coffee.
0: Oh, was it?
1: And after the date, I thought, ah, maybe we can go have dinner or something like that. But I didn't want to ask because we had only agreed to coffee and I didn't want to put her in an awkward position. Right. Sure. Well, what are you doing for the rest of the day? Let's go here or there or anywhere. Didn't want to do it. So, yeah, I actually just left it at coffee.
0: Yeah. But... Nothing wrong with that either.
1: Left her wanting more.
0: Well, clearly. (laughs) Clearly you did.
1: Uh, Inflation and the economy are making cheapness now seem sexy. I feel...
0: Uh. I feel... (laughs) You feel justified right
1: now? (laughs) Finally, like, people get me. They get it. One in four now say they actually appreciate more frugal people than they used to. One in three say they're more open to doing free stuff on a date now as opposed to things that cost money in this environment. So if you want to go for a hike, you want to go down to Nathan Phillips Square and do a skate, those are actually preferable over things that cost money now. You can still have fun and get to know someone on any any type of free date. I know even
0: in the summertime. So you mentioned a great one going ice skating at the city rink in the wintertime. Great uh, summer. I know some people who have done like a, a trail walk on a first date. Yeah, that doesn't take very much money for you at all, does it? Um, I, I like that they're saying it's in. Do you buy it? I mean, I know a lot of people out there that are dating that are kind of particular. And if you're not going to go to a nice restaurant, they're not sure they're even interested, which is sad for the record, sad. But I hope that there's more and more people who are willing to try something and participate in a, in a date, even though it's going to cost zero dollars and not be too judgy. We're, uh,
1: we're talking about the state of dating in America. It's their 12th annual, and we're, we're right into the list now. Um, first impressions. We've all heard that first impressions are everything, right? 50 mm-hmm. percent. Say they've fallen for someone that they were not initially attracted to. Hmm. That's the highest it's been in a decade. Only less than 40% would have said the same thing 10 years ago. Is that uh, a lack of options? The fact that people are reconsidering? Uh, initially, I didn't really like him, but now I'll give him a shot. Is the dating pool just getting more and more shallow that we've got to recycle a little bit here and go back to people we'd previously said no to?
0: I mean, maybe we're learning. I like to think that we're learning. I mean, look, when my husband and I first started dating, we were, we were young, we were friends first. We'd known each other all through high school and he was interested in dating me. And when I found that out, I thought, oh, like, I don't know, we're friends. I'm not sure if I could see that. And then all it really took was a couple of times hanging out with him to, to realize it. So if I'd gone off of the, not necessarily the first impression of him as a whole, but just the first thought of dating him, I would have said, I don't know if that would work, but here we are 17 years later.
1: Can a long distance relationship work
0: Can a long distance relationship work? I, that question. Oh my gosh. Um, it's, it's going to vary by person for me. It would never work for me. I'm not the type of person that would be able to make that work.
1: No. Not a deal breaker though, especially for young people. They say 58% of young adults would date someone even if they lived more than three hours away. Could you imagine? I mean, we're here in Kitchener-Waterloo right now recording this podcast. The thought of dating somebody who lives in Windsor or in, uh, I don't know, Sudbury. I don't think I could do it. No. It's I don't. Just think it's just too far
0: away. It's too far away. It's too far away. And, and don't get it twisted. We know that there's people who have made it work for them, who have been successful at going to school at two different places, right? I actually have several friends who are married now with children with these with their partners who they, you know, one went to school in Ottawa, and they went to school at University of Waterloo, for example, or even in BC. I know of a couple that's married now that's still dated all the way through university, and one was out in BC. Wow. So, I mean... You're young at that time, sure, but you really both have to commit to that relationship. And I think it's more than just commitment, though. It's a it's a lack of having them around and that can affect the relationship for sure.
1: People do want a relationship right now, by the way. Three quarters of singles say they're open to a long term relationship. Only one in ten said they're really only interested in something casual. That could be the season though, right? There's something magical about Christmas that doesn't just have an effect on children and parents. There's something that affects the dating world too that makes people want to get together and mm-hmm. relationship up. And yeah. that's why we call it cuffing season.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think there's something to that. I was, I think that we should all go out of our way too. If we do have those singles in our life or maybe you're a single in your life. I mean, I do want to know how they feel about going to all these events and stuff. Maybe it's a work Christmas party and you have a plus one. No, do you feel like the need to invite someone just because of that? I hope those people don't feel too much pressure to do that. I hope they realize it's okay to come by themselves.
1: I don't know. Just this morning, the New York Post has a great article out about uh, winter coding. They're calling that this year's dating expression. Winter coding is where you get back together with an ex. Get through all the formalities and obligations of the holidays and all those gatherings and such. Mm -hmm. And then come spring, just like your winter coat, you ditch it and get something out fresh again. Yeah. Actually dating an ex just so you don't have to be alone over the holidays. It's a thing.
0: It's a thing. It's a thing.
1: Are good looks important?
0: Um, I think majority of people would say they have to be attracted to that person. So I don't, but I don't know about good looks. When you say the word good, when you say the words good looks, that to me is different than uh, do you have to be attracted to the person?
1: They say good looks didn't make the list of top five traits that people want for the first time ever.
0: For the first time ever. That's right.
1: Number one is someone you can trust and confide in. Being emotionally mature was number two. Being funny was number three. Huh. Looks did not come in until number six. All right. Can you ever talk about politics on a date? Someone that you're not in a relationship with. No. 46% say they would date someone that had very different political views from them. I don't know. I don't see a Biden and a Trump supporter getting along too well on a date, especially if they're both passionate about the issues.
0: I I don't get that. I don't get that either. I mean, even here, like imagine you sat across from someone and you just could not stand the liberal government and then the first words out of that person's mouth is like that justin Trudeau's does great <laughs> like i don't i don't again it depends on the pa- it depends where the passion lies i think that there's a certain amount of uh people out there that are able to let that go and that can just be part of who you are like yeah i'm this and you're that we don't need to argue about it when you go to that voting booth that's on you that's your choice You know, and it's not your partner's choice. But there are some people who really like let that seep into their relationship. I don't really think we should. It should be our own choices.
1: Get this, though. 31% say someone who has no opinion on politics is a deal breaker. (gasps) Okay. So that's someone who feels that's 30% of people that are very passionate that they either really like or really don't like what's going on in the world. And someone who's indifferent They don't like that.
0: Yeah, or imagine you were like very like gung-ho, go out and vote, have your say, and the person that you're on a date with is like, yeah, I've never voted in my life. I can see that as being something that would be not so good for
1: those people. There's three more, and it's a familiar topic. Does age matter more or less than it used to? 30% of singles have dated someone at least 10 years older than them. Mm. That's up 20% from a decade ago. 30% of single people have dated someone 10 years older. Wow. I'm really surprised to hear that.
0: I'm, I think it does matter less and less unless you're in a certain age bracket, right? But once you're into like your mid twenties and onward, I don't know why it has to matter too much. Sure. I get judgy. If it's like, wow, you're dating a 65-year-old as a 25-year-old, that's kind of messed up to me. Yep. That's where I get judgy. But if you're talking like a 25 and a 35-year-old, a a 20, uh, whatever, a 30 and a 40-year-old even, yeah, I, 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 I think that's fine. See,
1: I agree with you. I just think that that cutoff where we stop blurring lines starts at 30. I feel like when you're in your 20s dating someone who's in their late 30s, That's too big a gap. Yet, even though it's the exact same number, I don't feel like it's a big gap if you're in your late 30s dating someone who's close to 50.
0: Does it matter who's male, who's female, two females, two males though? Because uh, one might argue with you, and I'm just putting out the argument because I've heard this argument before. It's totally fine as long as it's a female that's younger and then it doesn't matter because the female is a little more mature than the male. How do you react to that?
1: I don't know why anyone would say, uh, it's okay for a woman to do it, but it's not okay for a man to do it or vice versa. I don't understand that. I get that it's a societal thing and it's a perception thing that a lot of a people perception. have. Yeah. I just don't think that that's right. If uh, I, I've dated women that were almost 10 years older than me and it was fine. I've never dated someone who was almost 10 years younger than me. That's just never happened. But I, 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 I think experience counts for a lot. And the older you are, the more experience you have. And I think that's important in a relationship. Sure it is, so yeah. don't write it off per se, but I don't know that people really go looking for that. Are there really people out there that are 25 thinking, I'm not talking to anyone that's not at least in their mid thirties.
0: There are some people that, I mean, it may be less to do with the number and more to do with the accomplishment, but doesn't that go hand in hand?
1: That's entirely possible. De- you know possible. what I mean?
0: Like uh so you could say I want this person to have a steady job, steady income, be at the top of their game. Well, that's probably going to be someone closer to their mid-30s. So, so the, that's where the jump would be.
1: The number of people that are dating someone at least 10 years older is 30%. It's up 20% from 10 years ago. The number of people who have dated someone 10 years younger 30%. I uh I how does that relationship happen? If, if you're like, you're close to 50, how are you meeting someone in your late 30s? I mean, you're not going to the clubs. You're not going to, yeah. or are you? Is this the grocery store hookup that I've heard so much about, but never actually seen in <laughs> no. real life?
0: Any number of places. I mean, it could be uh, at work, could be online on an app. Um, yeah. I mean, any number of places, really.
1: Two more. They say kissing has made a big comeback since covid sixty one percent say they would make out with someone on a first date again I had no idea that there were that many people that would not make out on the first date yeah. because of covid i've
0: got a I've got a girlfriend that's single that that said that she would always ask them in advance like have a screener basically before she agreed to go on a date and it would include like have you had covid how are you feeling like it was it was an actual like screener have you been vaccinated like really? all of it yeah and don't talk. If, if, if all your answers to this are no, for example, like we can't do it. Um, are you okay with no kiss or no hug on the first date? All those things. Wait,
1: is this like a paper quiz or a text quiz a text or does she actually orally ask I, them I, these it, questions? A,
0: te- a text quiz from what I know, a text quiz. Yeah.
1: Maybe like, that's I, something she might be onto something. I'd I love know. to know the ground I mean, rules going into a date and take the ambiguity yeah. out of it. If the question is, are you okay with not kissing on a first date? I would answer yes And I would not be prepared to kiss on a first date.
0: And then that would take so much stress off of you.
1: Thank you. Right? This is brilliant. She should patent that idea. (laughs) She should like have a generic quiz that you can just copy (laughs) and send to a potential date.
0: (laughs) Neither of us know dating apps very well at all. uh, So that might exist. But if anyone wants to DM us and let us know about it, let us know. Because if that doesn't exist, there should be a way. Like you should have like a little sidebar We're going out on a date, just so everyone's aware of who you're connecting with. That's for safety reasons, I think. And then you guys each fill out a little quick survey, like how you're feeling. And then you get it. A little personality quiz to go along with it too. Like what are their favorite foods? What do they like to do? Maybe that would take a lot of pressure off both people. Or are you spontaneous and you just check one box and then you hope for the best?
1: I'm going to defer to you on this one because you are way more ahead of me when it comes to understanding what this means. They say the metaverse is now in play. It's a very small number.
0: Ah. Oh,
1: really? But 3% of singles claim they've messed around on a date in virtual reality. So this is one of those things where I'm horny and she's horny and maybe we both take our clothes off, but we don't touch each other. We touch ourselves with a headset on. <laughs> That's this so this is how weird. we're dating now? This is how we're doing that? Is
0: that really, that's what's happening now in, in metaverse land? Small,
1: small, small, small percentage. Amounts, but they say yeah. 3% of people have messed around in okay. the metaverse or whatever virtual reality set they find themselves in. Uh,
0: it, it, it's a weird thing for, like, it's a weird concept, I think, for a lot of people. Go,
1: go to bed and watch porn. It's cheaper. I don't understand why you would. Maybe you need to experience it to know. How do I do that, though? I don't understand oh, what the, I mean, where the metaverse is. <laughs> Where? I, I, I know that I need We're a headset metaverse. of some sort, but I don't know what happens there. Yeah, yeah. Do I have to pay to get in? I don't know. I have yeah, no I idea. Don't, I don't what know. do I wear? This is
0: like Sims land where like you just go and you do stuff. Like I don't really. And then that's one of the things that you do. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of a, it's a weird one though for me. It's a weird, again, there's all kinds of movies and shows from the past that you could watch that kind of remind you of it. But what is it actually looking like? I don't know.
1: So we can do stuff like if you have a headset on and they've got a headset on and say you guys just want to make out, aren't the headsets going to bump into each other or are you just sitting on no, your side of the couch there. and she's on her yeah, side of the couch?
0: No, I think it's just in the meta. So it's just a more of a visual. It is like, but like you said, it's you should basically just watch porn. I think at that point, but you're getting them, but, or are you getting an avatar of them and you're not really actually getting them. So I don't know what the point is.
1: Do they create their avatar or can I create an avatar of what I think they look <laughs> Which like? Which
0: basically, once again, goes back to, you just, why don't you just create your own
1: doll of some kind? you know what I mean? Just create your own avatar and fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> you are fucking yourself. This is the thing. That's, That's all it. you're doing. Yes. You might as well just create an avatar that does nothing but... <laughs> beat it that's it like it's the same i know
0: shit. i don't get it either i don't what else are people doing in there so far are they saying are they just fucking or like are people doing things like they, this is supposed to be a, a new creative space where we're supposed to be meeting people and and gathering together and that's what we're of course that's what we're doing because we're because humans are the worst we're just we're take the best technology that we've ever come up with so far one of the best technologies and that's what we do with it uh, come on we're gross
1: yes or no has mark zuckerberg had sex in the metaverse
0: Oh, if anyone has, it's probably No, I could see him being like, no, not not doing that. Really? Yeah.
1: Who would get that honor? The first person on earth to have sex in the metaverse. Would they save that for Elon? Like, hey, maybe we'll merge Twitter together. You can go fuck yourself in the metaverse. Elon's like, like I'll take
0: the universe over the metaverse. Thank you very much. I have a feeling he would go that direction.
1: Have yourselves a fantastic hump day, everybody. We are done, but we'll be back tomorrow with another episode of After 9. The reason I know we're done is because all I can see out of my left peripheral is flashes going off. So I assume your photo shoot is ready to begin, Kat. The photo
0: shoot has begun. <laughs> Thank you for your patience. Um, uh, One of my segments on ET Canada, by the way, if you uh, want to check it out, is airing uh, tonight as well. I know people have been asking me to keep them updated. It's been really hard to do that. Um, Inside Edition is posting something today, too. Those are the two latest. And I think that's all I have for you for now and more is coming later this week including my photo shoot which I gotta go do now bye
1: nominations uh, were announced for the 65th annual Grammy Awards which will take place in February at the crypto.com arena I think during the 75th Grammys we're all gonna be laughing that it used to be called the crypto.com arena (laughs) that's right the Grammys would be at the crypto.com arena then they're having the after party at the dogecoin theater the CDC last week named several states in its worst category for flu levels, including Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, North Carolina, Tennessee, and South Carolina. Basically, if your college football team is any good, get your flu shot. Well, this is going viral. Man in China ran a full marathon in a pretty unique way. Let's Check this out.
0: If the thought of running a marathon has you winded, imagine doing it while smoking a pack of cigs. He completed all 26.2 miles in three hours
1: in 28 minutes. Wow. This guy's a legend. He's already on the front of the box of Wheezy's. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy